Hi, good morning, everybody. This is Welcome to Realty Check with Trish Williams, and I'm your host, Trish Williams. Thanks for joining us today. Um, today is, uh, we're in November, so we're going to have our state of the market episode with our realty um, professionals. Uh, to, this morning we have joining us Carrie Wood of Keller Williams Realty and Martin Doby of Carol, right. Keller Williams Realty. So we have uh, the all three of us going to talk about the market today and what's going on, what you guys can be expecting, and what we're seeing as professionals out here in the Las Vegas real estate market. So good morning, everybody. Well, good good morning. morning. Good morning. Thank you for joining. Our pleasure. So uh, starting off this morning, uh, we're going to talk about our favorite things, which is how's the market, which is our favorite <laughs> question that everybody asks us. But before we start with that, Carrie, tell us a little bit about yourself. What kind of clients do you usually work with? What kind of, um, what, what, do, just tell us a little bit about what you do. Sure. Um, been in real estate for a while yes. and uh, love it very much. Yes. Love working with people. Um, I gear more towards sellers. Um, and listings, I'm very good at staging and helping them prepare their home for the best value in the shortest amount of time. But I also do a lot of new home buyers. Okay. You know, their very first time, they're very nervous, they're anxious, and uh, I love walking alongside them and helping them make that dream come true. New construction? New, lots of new construction and some resale. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Thank you. And Martin, what about you? Hi. I've been um, doing real estate here in Las Vegas full time since 2008, so I've seen quite a number of changes in the market. Um, it's all residential real estate. I do both listings and represent buyers. I've done a lot with first-time home buyers. I've worked with investors. Um, so really in, enjoy it. I enjoy the buyers part of it. You know, it's uh, when we close, you know, that's the joy that people have when they're getting into their home. Uh, so it's been good. The excitement, right? I, I know with sellers, it's sometimes been there, done that. This isn't a big deal, but first-time homebuyers, especially, it's it's really a kind of a magical moment when it's, they. It's it's sure. very it's very it's very rewarding, mm -hmm. and it's something they never forget. And one of the things I always do if they have kids, I always hand the key to the kid, and the oh, parents the parents take the picture, and it's something they Aww. they'll even when I meet them yet years later they'll tell you about the kid what they're doing. I remember when you handed the key to. Oh, yeah, that's sweet. That's, that's very cool. sweet. Yeah. Fun fact: Martin actually trained me in real estate. He was my mentor when I got started. So uh, definitely very grateful to you, Martin, for um, everything that you've done. It was good. <laughs> I'm learning from you now. No, we're all learning together. That's that's how this works. You know, we um, you know in real estate we. We all work with each other, you know, we all, we're, we're not, um, you know, of course, we're not very competitive with each other. We all learn from each other and we all have things that we can take away from each other, which is really great. Um, the Sometimes the public looks at us differently, like they think it should be different <laughs> than it really is. But, yeah. um, but in, in all reality, we're all pretty good friends. So... Um, how is the market? We're in November now, and we did see when um, you know we get we get our numbers that are released to us on the first of November from the stats from the previous month, and it looks like we had a little bit of drop in sales in October, mm -hmm. not substantially. It looks like about 500 less sales than we had in October, or, or that we had in September in October. Um, so, what do you guys think about the market right now? I, I love that question because honestly, it reminds me of where we're at in our nation this year mm -hmm. with COVID and the pandemic and, and uncertainty and all that. And 
when COVID first hit, I thought we were going to have kind of a rough year. I thought just in general. Oh, yeah. But I've been amazed that even compared to last year, we've had a very steady market this year. Yeah. It is it's continuously grown. And then, like you said, just this last month, it's kind of leveled out a little bit. Uh -huh. But strong and doing strong. well. It Inventory is, is low, but strong. It is doing strong. And, and I do feel like, you know, year over year, the decrease in sales happens around this time of year, any, any year right. anyway. So right. it's nothing unusual. Right. Yeah, I totally agree. It's the seasonality of it. Yeah. So this year is very different in lots of ways. But from that point, the mm -hmm. seasonality is year after year. So that doesn't concern me at all. What do I think of this market? I think it's an absolutely wonderful market for one reason, interest rates. Mm -hmm. We have such low, so. low interest rates. And that's good for both buyers and sellers. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the monthly payment goes way down yeah. because of the interest rate. And it's good for sellers because low interest rates brings more buyers. So yeah. Absolutely. It's mm -hmm. a fantastic market. And most sellers are turning into buyers. You know, most sellers sell their home to purchase another right. home. So they yes, get to yes. benefit from the interest rates Absolutely. on both sides. Yep. Absolutely. So it's, it's yeah. a really good market. Yeah, I've been historical. saying that to a lot of my new buyers. Yeah. This is yeah. your time. This is, yeah. this is it. And that interest rate has... Uh, people can afford more home mm -hmm. just because of the interest rate. Absolutely. Yeah. And right now our rates are like hovering around the high twos, low mm -hmm. threes. Yeah, and it's... when I purchased my first home back in, you know, the early 2000s, my rate was seven and a half percent. And in my, <laughs> my to today. officer was like, hey, that's a great rate. I was like, yeah, lucky me. <laughs> well, it was a great rate. <laughs> at that time. Yeah, yeah at that time. So but just putting rate. it in perspective, it's so much, the rates are it's, so much better yeah, now than we've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. it's... And the rate is what makes the difference. Right. Now, one thing that I um, that I think that Martin, you can give a lot of insight here because you've been, you know, you've been doing real estate for quite some time. When I first started um, in real estate, we were in an election year during that time, and I noticed a slowdown because of you know the election season that that usually happens in real estate. Just the uncertainty of things, the market will kind of slow down a little bit. I didn't really see that this year. Now, historically, year um, in election years, do you usually see quite a slowdown? You do. Uh, the thing that's interesting about this year, it's true we haven't seen much of it, but I think if we did not have the pandemic and we didn't have an election, mm. this year we'd have seen a lot more. So starting back in the beginning of the year, we had very low inventory. We were really set up for an extremely strong year. So while the market has been resilient, I agree with Kerry once, I heard, you know, we're closing down the strip. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, wow, yeah. real estate, this is going to be tough. Yeah. And it wasn't. But I think uh, it did have an effect on the market. Um, I just feel that the pandemic is causing uncertainty. Election year causes some uncertainty. So once we know exactly the, where we are, the election is over, we know what we're going to get. And also when the pandemic is gonna pass, when certainty comes back into this market, mm -hmm. I think it's, I'm really, really optimistic and confident. I'd have to agree with you, Martin. I think once we have that economic stability, the emotional stability, right. the election, whoever wins is now in office and starting to roll things out. Yeah. Hopefully a vaccine will be in. Things are really yes. gonna to start to build and do yes. well. Yes, like this market is doing well with, with the uncertainty. Yep. So when we take away that uncertainty and exactly. we, we know where we're at, 
I'm very, very confident. Yeah, me too. Now, on that note, um, so Vegas has always been pretty much one of the most affordable places to live. One of them. I mean, not yes. definitely not the most affordable, but one of them when you compare our prices to, you know, I hate to always beat up on California on this show, and I'm not meaning to, <laughs> but when you compare our prices to California, Vegas is so much more affordable. I've heard kind of rumor, you know, people thinking that we're not, it's not going to stay that way. Um, we're eventually going to go into that higher end um, of, of medium price range of homes. And it seems like that's really where we're trending year over year. Our prices are going higher and higher. Do you really think that we're going to end up in that, you know, that median price range going up substantially higher over the next few years? Well, I've been finding that other states around us, too, that tend to uh, navigate towards Vegas, their areas are going up as well. Yeah. So I think, you know, apples to oranges or whatever it may be, we're, it's still going to be a better, more valuable place to, to live. Yeah. Okay. You know? I mean, cost of living, yes, overall right. is raising. So, right. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that, Martin? I believe it's, um, it's still very affordable. Prices are going to go up. Yeah. There is appreciation. So the affordability becomes less. Mm -hmm. I think what happens though, but as Carrie says, it's comparative shopping. Mm -hmm. We're still going to be a good deal. I think what may happen, um, people will still move here. They just may not be buying as much home. Right. Yeah. Right. But Very it's true. so the home, the type of home to buy. Uh, so it's, and it's affordability. It's not just the price. Once again, it's the, it's the interest rates. Yeah. The monthly payment. Yeah, the I, month, I mean, it's yeah. the monthly payment. Everybody thinks about home prices and what the price is. Yeah. It's, it comes down to monthly payment. Yeah. Sure. Really, when you're shopping for a yeah. home, a lot of people, and that's what we get when we have buyers call us, they'll call and they'll say, I, wanna, I want a home that's this price. You were talking yeah, about this earlier. Right. But when you really break it down, it, they're not looking for the price of the home. Yeah. They're looking for the payment that yes. they can afford. Yes. Yeah. So um, that interest rates do they, they call that number difference yeah yes. absolutely so that is um, interest rates mean a lot more than the price does and what changes have you guys been seeing just over this year i mean this year's been crazy <laughs> besides just the craziness of this year and you know and all the other things going on what changes are you seeing in buyers the way buyers are shopping the things buyers are looking for what kind of things are you guys seeing that's different out there than we didn't really see in the years before I haven't really seen much difference. I, I, I've seen their nervousness a little higher. Of I've course. seen their emotions a little higher. Um, but the type of home that they're wanting is still consistent, but it does. It comes down to they want to pay this amount per month mm -hmm. and they want to get the most they can for that payment. Yeah. And that's, I don't really see a, a, a major difference between the years. Yeah. I've been seeing a lot of, um, I guess, kind of a uh, madness in the market, you know, just, just craziness, you know, scrambling to find a home, um, people that are rushing out to get into a home, rushing into a home because they're scared that they're not going to be able to get that home. That's due to low inventory, sure. due to multiple offers. That's things that we see. And yeah, again, like you said, that the, um, the emotions of everybody is everybody's kind of on edge and yeah. it's not just the housing market. It's not just the buyer shopping that's putting them on edge. It's everything going on right. right now. Just everybody just seems like they're just kind of emotionally just on the edge. And, you know, it's, it's, it's very, I feel like we're, we're working with a different 
type of buyer and seller these days just mm -hmm. because of all the uncertainty that's out there. Exactly. Yeah, I agree that there's a lot of uncertainty. Mm. I think it's something we need to be very aware of. We need to acknowledge it mm -hmm. and we need to help our clients through it. Yeah. I also think the only thing I've noticed about the houses, um, a little bit of a change. It won't be with every buyer, but we are having people who are working remotely now. Oh, yeah. Yes. And yeah. indications are even when the pandemic is over that there will be more people working remotely uh -huh. so i think they're bearing that in mind when they're buying the the home looking it's for more square footage more square footage and not only that but the mm. floor plan it's it's like when we're anytime a buyer is interested in a home to start placing the furniture now they're thinking where's my computer going to be where am i going to be working from? oh yeah where's my desk where's my desk yeah. where's yeah. my office and sometimes it's husband and wife and yeah. you know do we need separate offices? How is that going to work? Yeah. What are you oh, saying, oh, Martin? I'm <laughs> saying that's reality. And if you have kids, they, they, they kids. know that it's not just their bed in their room. Yes. They need a space for their desk. Uh, they that's need right. a space yeah. for, so it's, um, uh, for all their homeschooling. Yeah. yeah. You don't want them homeschooling at the kitchen table. Yes. Right. So, not long term anyway. <laughs> yeah. And it's, you know, people are, the dining room table is taken up with computers in some homes now, you know. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So, oh, I'm seeing it walking through listings yeah, now. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. it's before, you know, you'd walk through and, and things are just situated yeah. everywhere. And now you just see these kind of, you know, places, um, you know, computers everywhere around the house mm -hmm. and, and things yeah. that are that are yeah. changing because changing, people are working. Yeah. You're seeing more paperwork mm -hmm. on the desk before they were just kind of for show. I know. <laughs> the home so office. So I... <laughs> I do believe with with certain buyers that is going to become a bigger factor, depending on whether they're going to be working remotely or not. Yeah. But it's, I think it's becoming a new reality. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's it's things are changing. Yes. Things are changing. Um, yes. Everything. Our, our our way of life is definitely changing. Absolutely. Um, as realtors, they always ask us, you know, what we see in our crystal ball. You know, that it's <laughs> people people will call so us true. and they say, well, what's going to happen next uh -huh. year? What's going to happen in the next couple months? Is uh -huh. the market going to crash? Is this going to happen? Um, it's our, our favorite question that clients ask us. And really, I, I wish I had that crystal ball that everybody talks about. I uh -huh. don't. We don't know what's going to happen. It's just perception. And obviously, we do have a lot better indi um, uh, uh, we have a lot better like indicators of things that we see because we are professionals in the market of what we see coming or what we see we're going into. But none of us know mm -hmm. for sure. It's all a matter no. of opinion. No. What do you see in your crystal ball? <laughs> you know, I wish I could go on Amazon and buy a crystal ball because yeah. I think it would answer so many different questions. I put it on my business card. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but all we have, I mean, it comes down to the figures. It comes down to the trends. It comes down to things that we can rely on. Mm -hmm. You know, there's always speculation. Like I hear a lot, and I'm sure you guys have too, is the Raiders are here now. So does that mean, you know, property values are going to go up and this is going to happen and everything's been... Uh, poured onto this transition of the Raiders being in town. And I get right. that asked a lot right. um, of how their home's going to be uh, valued because the Raiders are coming in. Well, before the pandemic, everything was about the Raiders. Everything Every was, single yeah. buyer you talked to or seller you talked to, it was all because of the Raiders. And then yeah. when the pandemic hit, I, I really hardly ever hear anything <laughs> about the Raiders anymore. <laughs> so that was the main focus it of was. what everybody was talking about. And I was hearing sellers say, well, let's have the Raiders move in first and then I'll consider selling. Of course. So, right. and, but 
all that to be said, we have the facts and the figures, we have the trends, and I'm glad that we have those to be able to rely on and to bounce off of because with the uncertainty and with speculation and, what, and everybody has a different view mm -hmm. of what brings value and what uh, will affect the market. But we have good, solid things that we can look at that will give us a pretty good idea of where we're headed. And I agree with Martin. We talked earlier that I think we're going to have a really good year next year. I think things are going to be solid and stable. And right. But we have facts to fall that off of. Right, absolutely. Not my crystal ball. I, I think that um, a lot of the talk of an upcoming crash may be more wishful thinking I think than so. anything. Because, yeah. I mean, we all we all missed, um, you know, our, all, everybody that missed the crash missed purchasing <laughs> homes and everything during that time uh, definitely is a yeah. little remorseful about it. So... <laughs> I don't know if we're going to see that again, unfortunately. But Martin, what are your thoughts? My thoughts are, I hear people talking about the crash. I was doing real estate through the crash. It's very, very different. Yes. The crash was caused by, because of some very imaginative, imaginative lending products mm -hmm. at that time. Well, dogs could buy homes back then, right? That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. So, you know, they didn't, there was, you didn't have to verify income, didn't have to verify assets, you know, exactly. anybody could get it. That has not happened in the lead up. The lending has been disciplined. So I don't, I really not foreseeing mm -hmm. that crash that people are thinking are coming. Um, we do have the facts and figures, as Kerry says. The other thing that I know just outside of the facts and figures, this year I know personally, and I'm sure every realtor has some clients who are going to buy this year and have held off because of the uncertainty, mm -hmm. or they have held off. I have a number of buyers from out of state who are afraid to travel. Mm -hmm. um, so they didn't buy but they're still in the market. So right. I think those people are going to buy next year. So I think we have some pent up demand mm -hmm. for that reason. And the other thing that gives me confidence about Las Vegas, as you drive around, you see a lot of dirt being moved. Mm -hmm. yes, a, lot of it, a lot of it is commercial dirt, mm -hmm. you know, and those people feel good about Vegas. Yeah. So if they feel good about mm -hmm. it, I feel good about it. The other number I was looking at is the new home construction. There are more permits being pulled right now for new homes than there were this time last year. So the new home builders are feeling confident. And these are big. Oh, they have a lot more money invested in the market than the average you know, first time home buyer do. And if they're willing to move forward with it and put that out on it, I feel like that's a good indicator that yes, things are going to be okay. They are they're big companies, so they have the money to do the market analysis mm -hmm. and the research. Mm -hmm. So if they're feeling good about it, yep. I feel good about it. Yeah, that, I spend a lot of time in new home builds, and yeah. I tell clients all the time, if you see homes continually being built, yes, they're not going to do it knowing that it's not going to be sold. They right. know that they're going to sell. In fact, they do super quickly. Yeah. And we're not seeing that much standing inventory in new home no, builds. No, um, no. I actually have, you know, I'll have clients that are, you know, they're shopping resale. They're not finding what they want. So they're like, hey, let's go to new home, but I right. still want to move within the next two months. Right. So we look for something that's standing, that's already built, that's not sold mm -hmm. yet. Very hard to find if you can yeah. find it at all. So uh, it's not, there's not a lot of standing inventory in new home mm -hmm. construction, which is an indicator that 
we are very strong in our market. And I'd be remiss to say, you know, and miss this opportunity to let people know that you do still need a good realtor in new home builds. Oh, absolutely. You know, so many people think that you can just go to the office, sign up, get your home and wrap it up in a big bow. But there's a lot more involved. There's a lot more involved. And you need us for that. And, and not, not only that, but the, the agents, you know, that, that work in the new home construction offices, they're great. They're nice people and all, but right. they work for the builder. Right. Um, and, and you have to, or you have to, you should, you definitely should have your own representation. You Absolutely. should have someone looking out for your interest throughout the transaction. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't cost you anything. So it's not, um, it, there's no reason not to. Mm -hmm. And it can actually, there's many of times where, you know, I've worked with clients on new construction. I'm sure you have too, that have, yep. you have caught things, saved them money, been able to negotiate a better deal Absolutely. for them, do things yes. because we know more about the market than the average um, you know, home buyer out there. So Absolutely. it doesn't make any sense. It's just like going to court. Would you go to court and represent yourself? I wouldn't. Well, you can, sure. but I wouldn't. <laughs> right. Exactly. And well, we know the builders. We know what yeah. they do. We know their craftsmanship. We know all of the different uh, mm -hmm. makers and we know how they solve problems. Absolutely. And it's important to, I think it's important to utilize us. Well, we're going to save you a lot of legwork. Absolutely. Because sure. we have seen the communities, we're staying up to date. We know what floor plans are in what communities. Mm -hmm. So when we get to know what your needs are, we know which communities, which home builders have the product that best suits your needs. Absolutely. So why do you spend all this time and gas driving around looking for it when we already know where it's at? Well no, said, absolutely. That well is said. that is very well said. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And and I mean we have we have contacts, you know, that's absolutely. one of the things about being a professional in the business. Mm -hmm. We have contacts for these builders. Most of the builder companies, I have a direct person that I can call mm -hmm. and I say, Hey, we're looking for this. What communities do you have? And they'll give me a list of all their communities all around absolutely. Vegas and what they have. And of course, you know, their websites can have that, but again, a lot more legwork and the websites mm -hmm. uh <laughs> You'll find out soon. or not always updated. <laughs> or the other thing, we can also ask them if uh, if you have something that falls out and you think it might suit my client, mm -hmm. you got my number. Yeah, yeah, and they do call. Or they special call. incentives. Yeah. And and there's times that they will offer our clients some great incentives Absolutely. just because they know that we'll bring them the business. So Absolutely. they'll 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 pass they'll give us some great incentives we pass on to our clients mm -hmm. and it definitely a better thing. You always uh, want to have representation. It's, it's usually because they're coming to an end of a quarter where they're under report good numbers or stuff. Mm -hmm. so. yeah, yep, absolutely. So what are the most frustrating things that you've been running into? Hmm. What about you, Martin? Um, <laughs> Everyone gets quiet. Why? <laughs> I don't like to admit my frustrations. No. I never get frustrated. Yeah. Now, a couple of frustrations. One of them was it was relieved about a month ago when yeah, there was um, we had low inventory. What made it even more frustrating when you're working for buyers, there was some inventory we couldn't show, the inventory that was occupied sure. by tenants. Oh, and you sure. look at it and man, this just suits my client fine. Mm -hmm. And we just couldn't get in to, oh, yeah. to see it. The other frustration I get, anytime inventory is low, this is with sellers, and there's a lot of media coverage, you know, inventory is low, price is going up. Sometimes sellers get an inflated impression of the value yes. of their oh, yeah. homes. Oh, yeah, very true. <laughs> so 
even though it's good, I think it's important for sellers to be realistic. I think there's quite a number of overpriced listings on. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. one of the things that I, um, I always try to inform my sellers on with overpriced listings, I mean, we can overprice listings all day long, but you overprice it, um, the buyers might even, you know, might even be willing to purchase it, but most of the time they're going to be financed. If it's not That's going right. to appraise, then you're really going to run into an issue mid escrow. I'd rather go into an escrow with certainty that we know that this transaction can close Absolutely. than with the uncertainty yeah. of not knowing it's going to close. Unless of course the buyer's willing to pay above appraisal, but that's still that's a happen. very slim chance that mm -hmm. those buyers are willing to put that money um, up over appraisal. It's not, there's not a big pool of buyers that are willing mm -hmm. to do that. It's just not the market that we're in in Vegas. And a lot of the clients that I work with, they don't have a lot of that extra cash right. in order to do that. Well, they're doing their down the payment. Poor, right. they have, you know, in, in yes. a market like this, a lot of buyers are paying their down payment and their closing cost. Right. And then you're talking extra cash over. I mean, that's just thousands and thousands Absolutely. of dollars that we're discussing. And uh, if there's other homes that are comparable out there, a lot of buyers just aren't going to do it. Absolutely. Uh, the other issue when you overprice the listing, my experience is somebody who overprices the listing at the beginning ends up netting less money when they sell the home because the house sits on the market. Mm -hmm. Price reductions. If, price mm -hmm. reductions. But from a buyer's perspective, if they're looking at a house and it's been a long time on the market, they're thinking, why is this house not selling? Mm -hmm. What is wrong with What's this? Wrong? And there's nothing wrong with the house. The only thing that was wrong is you overpriced it at the beginning. Right. Exactly. And the days on the market go up. And that, yeah. that's mm -hmm. one thing I advise my sellers is I, I think for me a good... Um, kind of time frame is a two-week window. Correct. If we're not getting yep. this strong response within the first two weeks, we need to reevaluate the listing. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not, you know, we always, as realtors, they think like, hey, we're going to have this exact price. We're going to know exactly what it is every mm -hmm. time. No, our market response will definitely yeah. show us if the price is right or not. And um, we, you know, we rely heavily on that because that Absolutely. is that is what's going to determine if the home is going to sell or not is what mm -hmm. the market's going to pay for it. Yeah. And um, yeah, overpriced listings end up in That's lowball right. offers, which yeah. is a very big misconception. Yes. And it's you know, it's just if you know if you have two gallons of milk for sale, yeah. and uh, <laughs> right, so and yeah. one gallon's twenty dollars and the other one's five dollars. <laughs> Does anybody really know if there's a difference between the two? They're the same. It's milk, right? Well, your milkman would. Yeah, but your, that's about your, your milkman would, but. <laughs> In all reality, they're going to go for the five dollar right. gallon of milk instead of even even consider the twenty dollar gallon of milk. They're just going to look right. at it and say, "What's the difference?" You know, so right. um, it, it's it's so, really you'd yeah. have to have something that is substantially different and unique and not able. They wouldn't be able to find anything like that. And those are really when we come into issues where buyers might willing to be to pay mm -hmm. overprice is when there's something that is not able to be found anywhere else. Mm -hmm. I, that's where I usually see the buyers that are willing to come up over. The value has to be there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The value has to be there. But I think the point you made is 100% correct. When we're looking at the price, we take our best shot at it, <laughs> at the right price, and the market is going to tell us quickly Yeah, and how, how right we were. Yeah. Oftentimes clients will say, what do you mean when the market responds? And my, my easiest way to explain it is the feet are the vote. Right. Are they, are they coming to the house? Are they touring the home? Are they knocking on the door? Do they want to see the product? Yeah. Like, if no, if one's, not, coming, no one's coming, then they're not even willing to consider it. No. 
Yeah. So that's how that's how you know if they're interested. That's how the market tells you. Yeah. That's the first indicator. I would say <laughs> the feet. The second one would be the hand and the pen. Or yeah. The, writing, yeah. The, the, offers. Offers. the offers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, and, and it is. It's a. It's a misconception we hear a lot of times from sellers that'll say, um, you know, oh, I have plenty of time. You know, I'm going to wait this out, and I'm in no rush. But Really, when you're selling a home, you do want to make sure that you're looking at those time, the, those timelines, and how long mm -hmm. you're staying on the market because it's not, it just doesn't do you any good for your overall value and your your Absolutely. return when you um, just let a home sit on the market for too long. Yep. Well, a listing, a new listing, generates the most excitement in the first time period. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And if you miss that, you miss the opportunity. Right. Right. That's a very, very good point. Yep. Very good point. So we're informing all you sellers out there today. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and my next question actually, um, before we wrap up here was going to be, what is our best advice that we're giving people? But that was some really, really <laughs> golden advice that we gave right there. So um, in closing, I want to uh, make sure that people know how to reach out to all of you guys. Sure. So uh, Martin, um, how do people reach you if they want to contact you for more information? Call me or text me. Yeah. 702-592-4621. All right, Martin, do you answer your phone? Absolutely. Not always. Okay. <laughs> str no, straight. I'll always return the call. Okay. But if I am with the client, I believe that client at that particular point in time deserves 100% of my attention. Absolutely. So I'm not going to let anything distract me from that. That's but good. as soon as I finish with that client, the first thing I check is my phone. So for instance, if somebody was to call me right now, my phone is turned off. I assure you as soon as I leave here, it's going on right away. All of us, the, the minute the camera goes down, we're all picking up our phones. So Carrie, how do people reach you? Um, you can also reach me through my phone number. I'm a huge texter. So if you like to text it, just toss it out. I'd be glad to get back to you right away. And when I got into the business, I heard over and over again that agents don't ever call people back. That's what the public and thinks, that we never return calls. So that has been my number one from the very beginning of business is to be prompt and getting back to you. Right. So give me a buzz. Right. Absolutely. And of course me, uh, Trish Williams, you can call me, you can text me, you can Facebook me, whatever, however you want to. Mm -hmm. um, and I do return calls too. I have a standard of service. If I'm not taking your call, I'll return your call within the next two hours. So exactly. we're all available. Um, and that's why I love these these people that are here with me today because I know that they're great agents and um, they're very close friends of mine as well. So thank you all for being with us today. And we look forward to seeing you next week on Realty Check with Trish Williams. And thank you again for thank coming you. out here. Thanks for it's having us. It's been a joy. It was great. All right. Thank you.